Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. After weeks of listening to Joe Budden, I think I finally cracked his... I think he's saying, chewing on a brownie in a cop car. Eh, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I, I didn't hear that. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't hear that one before I uh, before I played it. So that was I, we were all hearing that for the first time today. That's good. <laughs> it sounds like the title to a song. Like chewing, chewing on a, a brownie in a cop car. Yeah, whoop, whoop. whatever. <laughs> I think he's saying chewing on a brownie in a cop car. <laughs> eh, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. It's like. Chewing on a brownie in a cop in a cop car. What is up, man? That one that made my day. That made my Martin Luther King uh, Jr. day so far. And it's and it's only just begun. What's up, everybody? Good morning. This is the Mark K Show. Uh, my name's Mark K. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. And if you want to leave us an open mic message, first of all, it's going to be hard to top that. But second of all, it's free to do. Just go download our mobile app. It's one zero four. Point five WOKV in your app store um, while it's still available until Apple decides that it's hate speech and you can no longer um, access the app or the Google Play Store. Right now, it's still there. So like I said, download it while you still can. All right, three big things going on today. First of all, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she's preparing for state-sponsored media. And CNN, it, they want the job bad, man. They are putting forth every effort. They're like, ooh, 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 me, me, me. That's what they want to be, the state-sponsored uh, media outlet. They probably, they probably will be before um, too long. Also, Nancy Pelosi has just uh, earned the title of biggest hypocrite in Washington. I guess she doesn't remember how Twitter works. I guess Twitter is not Snapchat. The problem is if you tweet something, it stays there until you delete it or until Twitter deletes it for you because they feel, again, like it's hate speech or should be censored. Um, and so now we've got some tweets from Nancy Pelosi that are coming back to bite her big time and make everyone realize that she's a super huge uh, hypocrite. She should probably uh, try Snapchat because those things go away. Those things go away in uh, 24 hours. Also, the FBI is afraid that the uh, the 20,000 troops, they are afraid that even the 20,000 troops who are deployed to protect Joe Biden's inauguration, they're they're petrified that those troops don't even want to be president. And now they're vetting them all and cross-checking them against FBI background things and this, that and the other and yada, 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 and so on and so forth. So like I got we got a lot of stuff to cover today. We have a lot of stuff to get to, and it's going to be a very fun and exciting day. But first, I want to I wanna play back something here that is from January 20th, 2020. It's from basically almost a year ago. This is from what would have been Inauguration Day last year if we were inaugurating a new president. And it's, it's a Martin Luther King tribute that 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 I mean, I listened to it this morning and I thought to myself, this really could have been on the show today. Every word of it is ironically in one year. We've not moved forward at all. It talks about the president. It talks about the prosecution coming from the House of Representatives. It talks about impeachment and it talks about the pending Senate trial of Donald Trump, all while cross-referencing it with Martin Luther King Jr. quotes that, I mean, in, really, in, in miraculously and prophetically predicted the presidency of Donald Trump and the tumultuousness surrounding that presidency. So rather than like just, you know, try to try to just summarize it for you, it's best. Just, this is from last year. Could have been written today. Listen very carefully. You probably can't hear anything, can you? Why can't we? I don't know. Hold on. Wait. What? Oh, I'm on the wrong computer. Am I on the wrong computer? Probably. Yeah. Hold on. I got to get to the different computer. Uh, this was from last year. Could have. <laughs> oh, no. This is going horribly right now. In. This is, I got to log in and everything else. It's still 2020 of you. Yeah, it really is. Hold on one second. This, this, this was way better in my mind. 
then it actually worked out uh, on the radio. What is happening here? What if I just change the computer here? Can That'll I do work. that? What mm-hmm. is it called? It's called PC1. Where would that be? Because right now the PC is winning. <laughs> PC1, mark K0. Okay, there we go. All right, this is take, take two. <laughs> this could have been right. Okay, what I said earlier, I'm saying again. Here we go. <laughs> what is happening? Wait, is it? it it's, uh, hold, it's not April Fool's Day. Is it? Oh, here it is. I don't think so. Look, I got it. it. I got it this time. Third time's a charm. Some of the quotes that Martin Luther King is most famous for, which I was looking over the past couple days, not only at the time was it, uh, you know, it, was it the sentiment for the moment during the civil rights movement, but they were really kind of premonitions for today. Listen to this. Here's one Martin Luther King quote I'm sure that you've heard. If we are not careful, our colleges will produce a group of close-minded, unscientific, illogical propagandists consumed with immoral acts. This is clearly a direct prediction uh, of parents, politicians, and educators who now find that their institutions of higher learning have been transformed into basically liberal brainwashing centers. Martin Luther King also said back in the day, quote, True peace is not merely the absence of tension, it is the presence of justice. How much do we see this in the press when the press accuse the president, Donald Trump, of being uh, of animosity, of anger, of hatred, of calling them the enemy of the people? They can't handle the tension when they don't realize that that has nothing to do with peace. Peace is justice. And until the press is just to the president, there will be tension between the two. And that's not a bad thing. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. How telling is this? When Donald Trump stands the same day that he is being impeached by the U.S. House of Representatives, stands in a chamber with a with a bipartisan supported bill to redo NAFTA with Canada, Mexico, both on board just days after signing an amazing deal with China, working together internationally despite everything going on. It's the, the true measure of a man where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience. No, where he stands in times of challenge and controversy. Here's another one. I believe that unarmed truth and unconditional love will have the final word in reality. This is why right temporarily defeated is stronger than evil triumphant now i want everybody to think about this especially if you're a conservative a republican a donald trump supporter a quote unquote deplorable this is something that we can see right now today tomorrow next week and probably for a few weeks to come in the impeachment trial in the senate of president donald j trump because because the right, and I'm not talking the political right, I'm talking about the actual good right, opposite of wrong, has been temporarily defeated in the House of Representatives. Right has been squashed, buried, stabbed through the heart uh, with a rolled up copy of the Constitution. And now that we move to the Senate, you're going to start to see this change. The entire spirit of the Republican Party and the American people is going through this amazing energy. Because of what happened in the House of Representatives and the senators, the managers, the lawyers, the media even, and the American voters who put Donald Trump in office in the beginning are starting to see that even though there was a temporary setback with this bogus impeachment, that right temporarily defeated is stronger than evil triumphant. Uh, And then finally, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And he wasn't just talking about uh, small town municipalities or southern police stations or or tiny courtrooms in the middle of nowhere. He wasn't just talking about, you know, the American political system and the courtrooms, but he's talking about injustice everywhere in the school, in the church and in the U.S. House of Representatives. And where have we seen more injustice as of late than in the U.S. House of Representatives? Where have we seen uh, such a just a, a, a blatant abuse of power by one group over another in recent history or any time in history as we have recently in the U.S. House of Representatives? Pushing through this bogus impeachment, uh, be, be, squandering away any due process, locking up witnesses, refusing public testimony, refusing any kind of cross-examination by the opposing party, the victim, if you will, the the accused. That is one of the grossest forms of injustice we've ever seen. And the second part of that quote is even more important as we head 
into the second part of the trial. He said, we are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. And this is one of the most prophetic things that Dr. Martin Luther King has ever said. And what it means is that if you practice injustice or if you squash the rights of somebody, that is a threat to justice everywhere. And that means we are all tied together. And what you do to one, you do to all, including yourself, which means sometime in the near future, if you squash the justice anywhere of a single person, a single citizen, a single politician, and even the president of the United States of America, if you do that, it's going to come back and bite you in your ass so hard, you're never going to forget it. That's not my words. That's the words of the Reverend Martin Luther King. I'm paraphrasing. I don't think he said bite you in the ass, but that's what he meant. All right, there you go. So that was, that was one year ago today, and we find ourselves here in the United States of America, we find ourselves really in the same exact spot. A president is recently impeached by an out-of-control group of, uh, of legislators in the House of Representatives, a trial headed to the Senate. I mean, it's really uncanny that in 365 days, this country has basically gone nowhere. A quick break. We got some of your phone calls lined up already here in just a minute. Also, I have a ton of clips of AOC who just has no basic understanding of America, past, present or future. Also, Joe Biden, the uh, the president of unity, will be uh, working unilaterally to destroy the country on day one. Day one. And we have proof of that. Plus, uh, Nancy Pelosi, the biggest hypocrite in Washington. All that and more coming up. So don't go anywhere. Stay right here. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. We'll be right back. This is 855-765-1045. We're trying to figure out how to be politically correct enough on the live stream so that it doesn't get cut off like it did last week. Uh, We need to come up with a code. Real Freedom Outdoors sent us a super chat and said, just revert back to the Navajo uh, code talkers. Back from uh, from World War II. That's a great idea. We should probably do that. We should, we're going to come up with our own code. What are the language? What? What are the Navajo code talkers? I don't, I don't have time to get it. Was, they were... Um, Okay, I'll, I have a little bit of time. <laughs> that may have been a lie. There were Navajo, uh, I guess, Native American Indians right. who had this code, and they used it during World War II so that the Nazis and the uh, Axis powers could not infiltrate what America was doing. So oh. the United States military used the Navajo to, um, to you know, uh, send secret messages back and forth. Thank you. Yeah, isn't that great? You got a, you know, additional uh, learning after public. Education is important from time to time. 855-765-1045. This is Mike in Kentucky. Mike uh, in Kentucky, good morning. How you doing? Fine. Oh, good. What's up, Mike? What do you want to say, sir? I just think that they were the Democrats in Washington, like Nancy Nancy Pelosi and Judge Schumer, uh, they all should be put in prison with Joe Biden, um, Hunter Biden, all those people, and the and the backstabbing, the, the one that turned their back on the our president, yeah. should also be kicked out of Washington forever. They shouldn't be allowed to run with dog catcher. Yeah, Mike. I I, I I first of all, I that was well put. He thinks that Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and Joe and Hunter Biden should be kicked out of Washington, uh, as well as the 10 turncoat Republicans who voted to impeach Donald Trump. And just in case you forgot. Uh, just in case you forgot, um, let me I have their names written down here and we'll uh, we'll share those with you once again so that you can always remember who it is you're never going to vote for. And the, oh, here it is. Adam Kinzinger, Liz Cheney, John Katko, Fred Upton, Jamie Herrera, Butler, Dan Newhouse, Peter Meyer, Anthony Gonzalez, Tom Rice and David Valadeo. And he says they shouldn't even be able to run for dog catcher. Uh, so great. Hey, thanks, Mike. Uh, thanks so much for calling. We really uh, we really appreciate that. We appreciate you listening to this is David in Vermont. Hi, David. How are you? Hey, Mark, how you doing? Can you hear me? Um, yeah, I can hear you loud and clear, David. What's up, man? What do you want to say? Hey, um, so I'm I'm interested. I'm not. I don't want to really get into like the religious or spiritual things too 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 much because I understand your show. I also want to say I'm a big fan. I'm a diehard, unapologetic oh. Trump supporter from Vermont. You really, really have to have some cojones to be able to like stand <laughs> up and say that. You really, <laughs> you really, really do. This is Biden country, and no one's confused. But 
Um, I, I work retail, and I, it, it was really surprising to me. I came up here from North Carolina and Georgia. It was really surprising to me to find out that most people up here are not as liberal as I, as I actually thought. No, yeah, it's just the people then, in the leadership positions. Exactly. The thing that I really wanted to kind of ask you about was more about the numerological kind of coincidences that, came to, that seemed to keep popping up, popping up, popping up. Um, my mom was a missionary and went to Kenya. My, my, my aunt has a... Has, has, has a doctorate in, in theology. Okay. I just grew up like this. I'm give from me the one, of the, give me one of the numerology uh, things that you. We have about 45 no seconds. So I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you three off the top of my head. All right, so real 2020 quick. was the year that all this went down, right? So yeah. divided by 666 gives you Biden's campaign number, 30330330, which is also the repeat of the Illuminati Freemason thing. Oh. Then yeah. also in the floor, right? Six feet away, six feet away, six feet away, six feet away. You keep seeing six, 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 six. They give us $1,200 at first, and then they give us another $600, right? In nine months, that's $800. That's $1,800. That's $200 a month. On average, there's 30 days in a month. 200 divided by 30, they give every American, on average, $6.66. Wow, David, that I hadn't even, wow, I didn't know any of those. Those are brilliant. Thank you so much. Do me a favor. Uh, write them all down and, like, DM or email them to me because I, I love that kind of, I love that. They're giving every single American $6.66 a day. That's genius. Also, what was it? You divide it and it's Joe 30300. <laughs> star Star 1045 or 855 Quick break. More of the Marquee Show on the way. Stay tuned. Is Telegraph like that WhatsApp app? It's actually called WhatsApp app, which it makes it tricky. But yeah, it's very similar, except much different. Um, instead of Facebook getting all your information and knowing everything that you're texting and who you're texting it to and owning it all, it's all encrypted. And that's one of the biggest uh, that's one of the biggest draws. And that's why people are saying that it's so funny. Whenever one app gets shut down, like Parler, which, by the way, is back up almost. And, uh, you know, and these other apps start to thrive and people start to find these other apps. They all come under scrutiny by by big tech and they start pointing out all the issues. But, yes, they are a direct competitor of Facebook's WhatsApp. And they are much more um, they're You know, they're much more you know uh, pleasing to people because of the privacy. For example, if you send a message to somebody, nobody, nobody will ever be able to see it. Not the people that own Telegram, not the FBI, not, you know, the uh, the, uh, you know, the SS or whoever. I don't know whoever's looking at your messages. They won't be able to see the information. And that's why that's why the encryption is so, so popular. All right. So. AOC, man, I have to tell you, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she is quickly becoming the U.S. Congress's version of Karen. She is the biggest Karen I think we've ever seen in the U.S. Congress. Congressional Karen. That's basically uh, what we should call her, because I'm telling you, when it comes to like whiny, entitled elected officials, she takes the cake. Whenever she does an interview, whenever she gets into Congress, all she does is just demand things. She's very demanding. She wants everything the way she wants it, and she wants it now. It reminds me of like taking my mother to Outback Steakhouse, and the steak comes back medium instead of medium rare. And she, I mean, that's it. You don't want to be anywhere around her when that happens. And the same is true of AOC. She must just walk in to Congress every single day and say, I, I'm sorry, I need to see the managers. Things are just things are just uh, uh, they're just not right. And now she is just very upset with Republicans, some in particular, but in general, Republicans overall, because they disagree with her. Also, she thinks that every single Republican in the Senate, in the Congress, pretty much elected to any position is an insurrectionist and a war criminal and should be thrown out of office. Here she is on the Rachel Maddow show. I'm going to play you the long clip and then we're going to break it down because uh, there's a lot to it. Listen carefully. Here we go. There is a resolution that has already been drafted, uh, and I'm a proud co-sponsor of it. This is Representative Cory Bush's resolution um, to investigate and to uh, essentially sanction and expel members of Congress that have been found by investigation to be essentially um, working with with the folks who flew a Confederate flag in our nation's capital. And I don't know how many of my colleagues need to be reminded of this, but the Confederacy were a band of enemies and traitors to the United States um, and insurrectionists themselves. And they are not part of um, the United States, have never been part of the United States, and will never be part of the United States. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is okay. Okay, look, and again, nothing against the Bronx, but if you're going to send somebody to the to the uh, to the Congress, which you know affects the rest of us, please make sure they at least have a basic basic middle middle school education uh, before you send them there. And again, there, we're going to break this down because there's a lot to. There's a lot of parts of this. Uh, the first part about the first part about this resolution that she's co-sponsoring with Cory Bush. There is a resolution that has already been drafted, uh, and I'm a proud co-sponsor of it. This is Representative Cory Bush's resolution. Cory Bush, by the way, is from St. Louis. She just became a congressperson. She literally has been a congressperson for a week. Like I have facial hair that has been on my face longer than she's been in Congress. That's how new she is. And her first, she's a BLM, um, I guess, lieutenant, or but she was the leader of the BLM movement in, in St. Louis. Remember the ones that the McCluskeys became a big part of because they pushed through the gate of their private neighborhood and trespass and walk through. And you'll, you remember all that. Anyway, she's now in Congress. And the first thing she did, the first thing that Cory Bush did as a Democrat, as a congressperson, as a representative of St. Louis, Missouri, the state that Josh Hawley's from is introduce a uh, a resolution to kick out Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz and a bunch of other people that they disagree with. So this is this is their top priority. It's not making the country great. It's not getting you money. It's not the coronavirus vaccine. It's not any of that. It's it's getting rid of people that they disagree with, uh, namely Republicans. Here's what else AOC had to say. Uh, essentially sanction and expel members of Congress that have been found by investigation to be essentially um, working with with the folks who flew a Confederate flag in our nation's capital. All right. So now she's talking about uh, these uh, senators that were pushing um, to to object to the electors from these states where there were some questionable uh, election practices. Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, Mo Brooks in the House of Representatives. She's pushing to oust him. A bunch of other Republicans who uh, supported and objected to, in fact, over half of House Republicans she wants to get out um, because she now believes that they are working with the people who bust into the Capitol on January 6th and waved a bunch of flags, one of which was the Confederate flag. She believes that they gave tours beforehand to their constituents who traveled all the way to Washington, D.C. They gave tours of the Capitol building, and she believes they weren't just sightseeing tours or things that, you know, you would do for your for your constituents if they came to support you, um, you know, your first day in Congress. They, no, she believes they were reconnaissance missions, and they were gathering intel for the attack that was imminent on the nation's capital, and for that reason, she believes they should be treated as insurrectionists. I don't know how many... Of my colleagues need to be reminded of this, but the Confederacy were a band of enemies and traitors to the United States um, and insurrectionists themselves. All right, no, I'm not taking the side of the Confederacy, but everything she said there is historically inaccurate. It's wrong. I don't need I don't know how many of her colleagues need to be reminded, but the, the Confederacy were not insurrectionists. They were secessionists. They literally said, look, we don't like your policies, you're your infringing on our rights. We're just going to sit. We're going to go do our own thing. They wanted to leave and they only became uh, militant when they were then when they uh, were attacked at Fort Sumter. Sure. They fired the shots. They wanted their fort back. It was in South Carolina, which they no longer felt was a part of the United States. And Abraham Lincoln is the one who declared the war. So they weren't insurrectionists at all. But again, facts don't really matter to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, number one, because she doesn't know what they are. And number two, because it doesn't push forward her agenda, which is Republicans are bad. We need to get them all out of Congress um, in any way, shape or form. By the way, I'm totally on Abe Lincoln's side. He was right to fight to keep the country unified, um, you know, and, and so on and so forth. And they are not part of um, the United States have never been part of the United States and will never be part of the United States. Also factually incorrect. They were part of the United States. They seceded. Then they were re uh, they rejoined the union and they are today part of the United States. So so they were part of the United States. They uh, are a part of the United States and they will continue to be all 13 or, or however many. What is it? The nine colonies that seceded and, and disbanded from the South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee. They're all back. 
<laughs> they're all they're all they're all right there. You can see um, that they're part of the United States of America. So, again, I don't know. I don't know where she's getting her information about the Civil War and U.S. history, but it's factually inaccurate. And then here's here's what she really here's what she's really pushing for with the senators and Congress people that she disagrees with. I, my belief is that if they believe the investigate any investigations, particularly law enforcement investigations, will find them um complicit or perhaps even assisting in such an attack, uh, they should resign um, before they are removed. They should resign before they are removed. Why would she want them to resign before they're removed? Because she knows it's impossible to remove these people. First of all, they're not guilty of anything. All they did was go up and object to the Electoral College votes from these certain states, which in the Constitution is clearly their right to do. They basically were working with the within the constraints of the Constitution. They were doing constitutionally what their duty was to the people that put them in office. There's not it's, it's actually the most legal thing you could do as a representative of your state who disagrees with the electors that came out of those states that are, of course, uh, questionable. The second thing is she knows they'll never be removed because you need two thirds of the House of Representatives. And right now there's like, what, four hundred and twenty or so 432, because there's three empty seats in the House of Representatives. There's 432 congressional uh, delegates in the U.S. House of Representatives, which means to get rid of any one of the Mo Brooks or 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 Lauren Boebert or whoever else they want to throw out, you would need you would need uh, the math is tricky, but something like 68 Republican con- uh, Congress people to vote to oust them. And with the 10 traitors that we know already voted to impeach Donald Trump, you still need like 58. So that's a, that's a lot of Republicans you would need to have a turn turncoat in order for that to happen. So she knows it ain't gonna. But it doesn't matter. She's still she's still congressional Karen. She doesn't care what the truth or the facts or what the probabilities are. She still wants what she wants and she wants it now. I have demanded the resignations of Senators Ted Cruz. Senators Josh Hawley, um, majority leader, Republican majority, or rather Republican minority leader in the House, um, McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, um, along with with many others. And also, um, my steak was cold and my lettuce was wilty, so I'm not paying for this meal. Um, and I'd like to see the manager, please. 855-765-1045 uh, is our number. We got to take a quick break. More of the Marque shows coming up. This is the Marque show. My name is Marque. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. You can leave open mic messages, too, on our mobile app, 104.5 WOKV in... uh, in I saw that, too. Okay, I can't read that one on the air. It's funny funny when someone uh, leaves us a super chat and their username is not radio-friendly. I love that. Anyway, 855-76... Thank you for your super chat uh, name, who we cannot say on the air. Uh, let's get back. Let's get to a couple phone calls here before we get into what's going on in Washington, D.C. with the 20,000 troops. 20, it could be up to 25,000 right now. Really interesting things going on there. Plus, um, what Joe Biden has scheduled for his first day in office is basically the beginning of the end, uh, for the United States of America. We'll get to that here in just a minute, too. First, though, let's go to Barbie in Tennessee. Hello, Barbie. How are you? Barbie? I'm good. Oh, hi, Barbie. What's going on? What do you want to say today, Barbie? Um, Well, what I wanted to say that I think is that the Democrats and Biden and whoever are not thinking this through, they're kind of idiots, is because fences not only keep people out, they also keep people in. Yeah. So I think the last lap might be on them. What do you mean exactly? God is in control, and I, God has already declared that Trump is going to be president a second term from about two dozen different prophets. Mm. So I'm putting my faith on God. I don't know how it's all going to work out. I don't know if it'll work out this week or next week or how it's going to be, but yeah. it's a thought. It's a possibility that with them all fenced in, all in one place, <laughs> you they got, can't get out. You, got, you put a fence around all of them. You put 20,000 troops in front of the fence, and you, I see what you're saying. That's interesting. 
That's an interesting, uh, interesting thought. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. This is uh, this is Angel in Missouri. How are you, Angel? Thanks for taking my call again, Mark. I'm great. I just wanted to encourage everybody. I believe the same thing that Miss Barbie said. And um, two, the lady that got up and embarrassed Missouri. I'm going to do everything within my level best to make sure she's no longer in Congress. Oh, Cory Bush. Yeah, that is not Missouri. That might be parts of St. Louis. Yeah. But uh, Missouri is a show-me state, and she just showed us how she's going to be. It's probably not going to be very good for her uh, political future. Uh, yeah, that was, so I we remember things like that. That was very funny, by the way, of the show-me state, and she showed us. That, yeah, no, I like that. That's great. And, and, you know, and here's the thing, and this is... This is again one of the silver linings. I always say this is this is one of the you know people that that, that watch the show and listen to the show and really understand it. No, we are always very positive, even in the darkest of days. Even when Joe Biden says we're headed into a dark winter, I'm always looking for the upside. And here's what I'm learning, and here's what I'm understanding is that ever since the election on November the third, ever since all the 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 tumult and legal battles and questions uh, that started you know uh, you know just popping up after the election. Ever since the attack on January 6th at the Capitol and today leading up to it, all of these, the impeachment, for example, what's the good news of the second impeachment? What do we find that's a positive in that? And what she just said is the is what I'm learning is that there are people in the United States in every corner of this country who didn't understand what was happening in Capitol Hill or on Capitol Hill or how it worked or where these people were coming from or who really was representing them and who was just using their power for their own their own personal benefit. Who is representing their constituents and who's just playing politics in Washington, D.C.? You're starting to see it. You're learning their names. And more people know more about Congress and more about the government than ever before. And they're really ticked off about it. And that means that in 2022, they're going to go to the polls and they're going to do something about it. And that's why we're here every single day to highlight the congressional Karens. So you know who is really bringing down this government, who is bringing down this country. And it's not just from the sure it's Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi, but they're getting a lot of help. And you need to know who they are as well and get rid of them. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marque Show on the way. 20,000 troops, 20, that's a lot. I mean, telling you, I've never, I've never been in a military action, but I feel like 20,000 is a lot of troops to protect uh, people. You know, and there's a lot of questions as to why there's so many troops in Washington, D.C. right now. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, the inauguration of Joe Biden, there's all these credible threats coming into the FBI. Uh, we need to protect the inauguration because, you know, you're going to have the president uh, elect, the vice president elected, the current vice president, Mike Pence, is supposedly going to be there. Nancy, all these dignitaries are going to be in one spot. We need to make sure. We need to make sure that everyone is protected and we can only do that with 20,000 of our finest troops. Uh, now, this is interesting because the FBI put these troops there, or I guess Donald, I mean, look, here's how it works out. The, the National Guard is part of the military, um, and the D.C. National Guard is under the direct command of the President of the United States, and the President of the United States is Donald J. Trump for a couple more days at least. So we have to assume that President Trump ordered these 20,000 troops to Washington, D.C. Now, this is interesting because the FBI is afraid that even these 20,000 troops, some of them may not want Joe Biden to be president of the United States. They're, they're, they're fully armed. They're fully trained. They have full authorization to use deadly and lethal force if necessary. Anything they have to do to quell any kind of insurrection, uh, insurrection. They can do whatever is necessary should it become necessary. But despite all of that and despite putting all these troops in Washington, D.C., they still don't fully trust their own military force because Donald Trump is still the commander in chief. And now the FBI is vetting National Guard troops in D.C. They're running every single one of these 25,000 troops through their database to see if they have any any uh, questionable uh, questionable relationships with, I don't know, supposed uh, Proud Boys or Boogaloo Boys or white supremacists or, or whomever. They're doing full background checks. I have to assume they're checking their social media. 25,000 troops will be vetted between now and Inauguration Day, which is Wednesday at noon. That's what they're doing. The FBI, who doesn't have time 
to investigate Hunter Biden and the laptop and any kind of money that's been made on his behalf because of him being the, pre- the vice president's son. They haven't been able to investigate any of that. They've barely had time to investigate any of the affidavits that have been signed since November 3rd in various states of questionable um, electoral votes. They don't have time to investigate that either, but they have time to vet 25,000 American military troops who are already in the military. I mean, someone already vetted these people once. Now they've got to go back and revet because here's the concern. Think about this. The concern is that some of these National Guard troops, many of whom probably come from red states, many of whom are probably patriots, many of whom probably voted for President Trump in the election, and many of whom who are not happy with congressional Democrats impeaching their president twice are now ordered to protect the inauguration of a man that many of them may not be too happy with. Or maybe it's Nancy Pelosi they're not too happy with because Nancy Pelosi is a big, giant hypocrite. Yesterday, Nancy Pelosi tweeted, today, it was my honor to join Chief Jose Andres and, oh, I'm sorry, Chef Jose Andres and W.C. Kitchen to provide meals to our heroic National Guard troops who are keeping our congressional community safe during this difficult time and then she has pictures of her and the troops and it looks like she's giving them food or she's standing next to people who are giving him food there's a photo op with a couple of these uh these guys with big guns anyway she tweeted that on january 16th which was actually saturday she was handing out meals to the quote heroic national guard troops who were keeping the community safe however just seven months ago july 17th 2020, almost to the day, Nancy Pelosi tweeted this. Unidentified stormtroopers, stormtroopers, unmarked cars, kidnapping protesters and causing severe injuries in response to graffiti. These are not the actions of a democratic republic. Trump and his stormtroopers must be stopped. The stormtroopers she's referring to are the same military National Guards men and women, the same soldiers, many of whom I'm sure were in Portland, are now in Washington, D.C., because the same skills that you need to protect the federal courthouse in Portland are the same skills you need to protect the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. The same troops that just six or seven months ago she referred to as stormtroopers, and we're not talking about the Star Wars. She's not making a Star Wars reference. She's not just playing, you know, she's not cosplaying or anything like that. She's talking about the Nazis. She's referring to the stormtroopers in Nazi Germany that invaded Poland and Austria and France and rounded up the Jews and shipped them off to concentration camps. Those are the stormtroopers she's talking about. This is not, she's not reenacting an episode of The Mandalorian. She's talking about some of the most uh, vile instances in American history, and she was calling the same people that she's now handing meals to, uh, stormtroopers. So I'm, I'm sure that some of them remember this, and I'm sure some of them haven't forgotten it. And maybe that's why the FBI's concerned that, you know, even though they've sworn an oath to protect the Capitol and protect these people, they've also sworn an, o- sworn an oath to the Constitution. Maybe they don't think that these people can be trusted. It's the same thing with the police. Think about this. You spend, what, uh, a good six or seven months talking about how bad police are, how evil police are, how police have it in for a certain a group of individuals. You want to defund the police, meaning take money away from them, which means, which means take away their jobs. Fire them all over the country. Washington, D.C., New York City, Portland, Oregon, pretty much all of Washington, Minneapolis. Everybody was like, let's defund the police. Let's vote. Let's take the money away. We'll give it to psychologists. Because psychologists will be able to stop crime more so than the police. We, well, the police are bad. That's the message you got. And then, then the Capitol Police, when when you know they're getting bombarded by people, they don't, they don't really throw themselves in harm's way. A lot of them, some of them did, and we had some deadly incidents. But everyone was like, how did the Capitol Police just seem to bend over backwards for these people, take selfies with these people who came in through the Capitol? Well, maybe they weren't all that intent on protecting you after you were throwing them under the bus for six or seven months. And maybe now they're worried about the same thing happening with the National Guard. 
uh, Mrs. Pelosi, Madam Speaker, yes, we'll get you 25,000 troops to protect you. But just keep in mind, you insulted a lot of them by comparing them to Nazis seven months ago on Twitter. It's a very precarious position you put yourself in when you attack the same people that you call on to protect you. 855-765-1045 is our number. That's all happening right now in D.C. Something else that's happening when you want to talk about police is uh, is this this media police force, this task force of truth that AOC and the Democrats want to put together. And CNN really, I mean, they're jumping to the forefront. They want it to happen. Plus, Joe Biden's got some big things planned for his first day in office. We'll talk about that next here in just a minute. Stay tuned. It's the Mark K Show. We'll be right back. After weeks of listening to Joe Biden, I think I've finally cracked his I think he's saying chewing on a brownie in a cop car. <laughs> eh, I don't know. Whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so much, you know, and it's tough to understand Joe Biden, not just because of what he says, but because I really think that there's two of them. It's bad news. I know a lot of people are like, wait, one Joe Biden's bad enough. I'm convinced that there are two Joe Bidens. Uh, hear me out, though. Hear me out. I've been following Joe Biden on Twitter. And I know what you're thinking. Why are you still on Twitter? Well, because that's where all the that's where all the you know, they say, keep your enemies close or your friends close and your enemies closer. I have to I have to be where the, the enemies are. And that happens to be Twitter. Um, but I've been following him on Twitter for a while now. And the Joe Biden on Twitter, the, the online version of Joe Biden, it's, it's he's a much different person than the real life Joe Biden. And it goes back to action, speaking louder than words for the next two to four years or however long these people are in power. You need to really ignore what they say, because most of it's untrue. You need to listen to or watch rather what they do and draw your conclusions from that. For example, Twitter Joe Biden wrote the other day. On January 10th, in 10 days, we move forward and rebuild together. That's what Twitter Joe Biden wrote. Together, meaning uh, Democrats, Republicans, red states, blue states, all of us working together to rebuild. Joe Biden, I'm telling you, on Twitter makes that sound really positive and, uh, and like it could happen in just 10 days. However, then there's real life swampy Joe Biden and swampy Joe Biden doesn't like to work with other people, doesn't want to work with other people and doesn't have to work with other people because he soon will have something in his power called the executive order. And he's planning on day one to use it. But I mean, like you've never seen anyone use the executive order before. The Washington Post writes Biden plans a flurry of executive orders, new legislation for first days as president. Uh, the U.S. will reenter the Paris Climate Accord by Biden executive order. He will open up travel from countries that are state sponsors of terrorism, reversing President Trump's travel ban by Biden executive order. He's discussing how to revive the Iran nuclear deal by Biden executive order. And he's going to do something else that will really, really upset one of our staunchest allies in the entire world. And that is our neighbors to the north, Canada. Eh? Uh, he just announced that they will be canceling the Keystone XL pipeline deal, thus eliminating thousands of high paying jobs, both in Canada and here in the United States. On day one, on day one, during a pandemic, during an economic crisis, Joe Biden is going to sign an executive order to get rid of thousands of jobs. Now, I don't know how that is working together to make America better because, A, he's not working with anyone. He's doing it unilaterally. That's the difference. It, you know, He talks about unity and unifying America, but then he's working on a list of unilateral ideas and unilateral actions that he's doing without talking to the Republicans or the people from the red states or the people that disagree with him or didn't vote for him or even the Canadians. I mean, they were taken aback, but they read about it in the Washington Post just like us uh, because there's a message from... Alberta Premier Jason Kenney. And here's what he wrote. Uh, I am deeply concerned by reports that the incoming administration of President-elect Joe Biden may repeal the presidential permit for the Keystone XL border crossing next week, eh? Doing so would kill jobs on both sides of the border, eh? Weaken the critically important Canada-U.S. relationship and undermine U.S. national security by making the United States more dependent on OPEC oil imports in the future, eh? In 2019, the United States imported 9.14 million barrels per day of petroleum 
3.7 million of them came from Canada, eh? As President-elect Biden's Green Jobs Plan acknowledges, Americans will consume millions of barrels of oil per day for years to come, eh? It is in perfect keeping with this plan that the United States energy needs should be met by a country that takes the challenges of climate change seriously. Should the incoming U.S. administration abrogate the big word, eh? The Keystone XL permit, Alberta will work with TC Energy to use all legal avenues available to protect its interest in the project. On day one, Joe Biden is going to cancel the Keystone XL pipeline deal. He is going to put thousands of Canadians and thousands of Americans, American Union employees who supported him in the election, out of work. He's going to weaken our bonds with Canada, our neighbor to the north, and strengthen our bonds with Saudi Arabia, Iran, and other OPEC oil-producing countries in the Middle East who have threatened to wipe Americans off the map wherever they are. Joe Biden is going to not in a unified manner, but unilaterally dictate what we do with the Keystone XL pipeline, and that will be Nothing. He's going to wipe it out. He wants to make uh, Americans rely on foreign oil once again so he can push the Green New Deal. He can only push the Green New Deal and sell it to people if oil is bad. Donald Trump made oil great again. He made us energy independent. He opened up the Keystone Pipeline. He basically shut down our dependence on on foreign oil from uh, from the Middle East. And now there's nothing really to complain about. And if you can't complain about oil, you can't push the Green New Deal. Uh, Twitter Joe Biden wrote the work of the next four years must be the restoration of democracy and the recovery of respect for the rule of law and the renewal of a politics that's about solving problems, not stoking the flames of hate and chaos. Swampy Joe Biden is basically stoking the flames of hate and chaos, and he's not respecting the rule of law. It's a, you got to make sure you know which Joe Biden you're listening to. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More on the way. Stay tuned. 855-765-1045 is our number. Somebody said maybe they ordered their, those 25,000 troops to the inauguration because it was the only way they could get 25,000 people to go to Joe Biden's inauguration. <laughs> well, like maybe that's maybe that is the reason. Uh, maybe that is the reason they're, that they're all there. 855-765-1045. Let's take a couple phone calls here. Al's in South Florida. Al, thank you so much for calling the Marquee Show. How's it going, Al? All right. First time calling in, but I've listened to you guys through uh, Facebook. Oh. Or live. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thanks. How are you doing today? Good? I'm great. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I, I was going to talk about something else, but before, uh, you were talking about AOC before. Yeah. And what is, what is this thing I heard she was talking about, uh, you know, all the stupid comments she makes about people that support Trump about uh like I guess everybody trying to make us like go through some type of therapy thing or something, trying to say we're all like racist or something stupid. <laughs> oh yeah, they want to. Well, first of all, ABC News and a, really a good friend of mine, a guy I've known for a long time, Rick Klein, said we need to cleanse the Republican Party of all things MAGA. AOC and a lot of other people are now saying they need to basically bathe the Republican Party so that they'll clear out all of the, I guess, the nits. And the ticks and the viruses um, that relate to Donald Trump, they're trying to wipe any essence of Donald Trump and what he stood for out of the uh, out of the United States of America. It's not going to work. Um, in no. fact, it's going to have the opposite effect. There's going to be more. There's going to be more pro-Trump, pro-America first Congress people in Congress in two years than probably ever before. And slowly but surely, they're going to just, uh, you know, in the governorships, in the state houses, we're, we know what needs to be done to clean up this toxic environment. And uh, and I think what they're mostly afraid of is that we're going to do it. Right. And, and, and I think, too, like with, um, with, with, what's going to happen, you're going to have more people walking away from the Democratic Party because I used to vote. Unfortunately, Democrat. And yeah. after after seeing having Obama as president, uh, you know, I I couldn't. I voted for Trump. Still registered. Even actually, not just me. My brother and my parents all voted for Trump. Registered as Democrats. And then before we voted for him this year, uh, we we actually changed. You know, we didn't want to be listed as Democrat anymore because it was listed. So we changed the Republican. But uh, oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Al, what part of South Florida are you in? Are you in Matt Gates's district by any chance? No, I'm like in Broward County. Unfortunately, where they had the. Oh, yeah. uh, the shooting, you remember, a couple years ago sure, during yeah. Valentine's 
around around that area. All right. An, an, another thing, real quick about Twitter. Yeah. Um, I was actually suspended on Twitter for something, and you know, it wasn't even a political thing. It was more like my opinion on something regarding the death. I'm not saying everybody should get the death penalty, but right. Maybe I was. Maybe my opinion it wasn't. But I guess I got suspended because I said something in it where I said, "Why should this person get to live?" So I got suspended on Twitter. Maybe it was my third, and I got an email. This is back in October, October first. Sure. Oh yeah. I never. I never I never got told it was done because sometimes they'll say you're suspended, but the, the way they make it sound is maybe it's temporary. I guess it wasn't. They never. I wasted my time with those appeals, but I never got a response. I went to the Better Business Bureau, so it's just useless. But I, I noticed too, when with, with Twitter, I think you know I can understand certain things. But I'm not. I'm, I believe in free speech, and you know if somebody's. Right. Well, that's why that, that's why they canceled your account on Twitter. <laughs> you, yeah. you believe in free speech and you gave your opinion on something. Al, of course, you're not going to they're not going to give you access to their platform. Those are the two things they hate the most. The First Amendment and, and, and opinions that are contrary to their own or the opinions that are contrary to the ones that they're told um, are right. And, tr and in fact, this brings up a great point. I appreciate you calling. Uh, thanks so much for that. But we, we talked a little bit about how last week, how AOC wants to have this 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 truth committee in Congress and what they're going to do is they're going to come forward and they're going to rein in the media. She said we need to rein in the media. And what that means is um, any conservative media or, or media that gives an opposing opinion to the Democrats, that's what they want to rein in. They want to stop conservative messages from being spread. They've already done it on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. They've already uh, squashed Parler altogether. But the problem is these news networks and CNN is, first of all, they're right in there, man. They are like, yes. Yes, AOC, we believe we need some kind of um, some kind of division of truth in reporting. We need somebody to tell to police our thoughts and our words. And we want to be the state run media department. We're ready, willing and able to do it. And th what they need to do in order for that to ha happen is shut down every single uh, one of their competitors, Fox News, Newsmax, OAN. And they're making no bones about it. They're going on television, basically saying that these organizations. Organizations are a threat, are a threat to the United States of America and should be shut down. Here is H.R. Uh, McMaster, former National Security Advisor, talking to Jake Tapper um, on whatever Jake Tapper shows. Listen carefully. We have to look at your profession, Jake, the media. You know, why is it that, that people who lean in one direction politically watch one cable news station, some who lean in another direction watch yours or, or another one? Why, why do people go to the pseudo-media and believe these kind of conspiracy theories? What is the role that social media plays in further polarizing our society and pitting, against, uh, pitting us against each other? All right, so H.R. McMaster is telling Jake Tapper, you know, we have a problem, sure. We're very divided. Some people on one side of the aisle watch your, your competing station or your competitor, and some people on the other side of the aisle watch you guys. But Jake Tapper did not like that at all. Jake Tapper does not like it to be political differences that drive people to their various uh, viewing, uh, you know, their various uh, TV stations of choice. Here's what Jake Tapper said it's all about. There are channels in which lies are told and there are channels in which facts are told and people who want the lies, they don't come here. They go to a different channel. All right. So he's saying, no, no, no. It has nothing to do with politics. CNN is the channel of truth. And all the other channels are the channels of lies. And if you want lies, you go there. If you want the truth, you come here. If you want the truth, you come to CNN, which spent a year pushing a bogus investigation into Russian collusion in the 2016 election. CNN, which pushed a bonus and fake dossier that said Donald Trump paid prostitutes to do unmentionable things on a bed in Moscow because it was the same bed that former President Barack Obama slept in. Uh, CNN, the, the channel of truth, like that whole Ukrainian phone call where they said Donald Trump committed um, acts of treason and was, was should be impeached, even though nobody else in the Senate agreed with him. That's that those. That's the truth that CNN reports. Everyone else pushes lies. But he wasn't the only one. Brian Stelter <laughs> just, I just makes me laugh. Brian Stelter had this guy on his name is Alex Stamos or Alexander Stamos or. So anyway, he worked for Facebook. He was a security director at Facebook. Now he works at CNN. Listen to what he said 
about conservative media. I was when I started at Facebook in 2015, the number one challenge from a content perspective was the abuse of social media by the Islamic State. Um, and there was a, a collaboration between the tech companies and between the tech companies and law enforcement to make it impossible for them to use the internet to recruit and radicalize young mostly young Muslim men at the time around the world. Now we're talking about domestic audience in the United States. And and what that means is Donald Trump supporters Republicans, people who voted for Donald Trump are ISIS. They are the American version of ISIS. And Facebook and Twitter and Google and all these tech companies are doing the same thing they did. They're banding together the way they did to stop ISIS. They're doing it now to stifle conservative voices. And he's excited about it. He thinks it's it's so necessary. Uh, also, he doesn't think it just stops with the conservative news media. He's worried about who's serving in the government. Listen to this. You know, ISIS did not have a domestic constituency in the United States Congress. But there is over half of the Republicans in Congress voted to overturn the election. Um, and there will be a continual political pressure on the, yeah. the companies to not take it seriously. So All right. So now he's saying now this guy who's a CNN contributor who worked for Facebook is now saying not only are ISIS uh, here in the United States in the in the form of, you know, Trump voters, but there's also ISIS representatives or the American ISIS representatives, as he calls them, in the Congress. You have congressional elected officials who need to be silenced because they're basically terrorists, is what he's saying. And he's, how do you silence them? You go after CNN's competitors. You go after Fox News. You go after the influencers. Listen to this. And I'm going to play you this next clip. He let something slip here, which he probably didn't mean to slip. Listen to this carefully. We have to turn down the capability of these conservative influencers to reach these huge audiences. There are, are people on YouTube, for example, that have a larger, daytime, a larger audience than daytime CNN. Okay. He's basically now saying we need to turn down the reach of conservative influencers because they're more popular than we are. They have a larger reach than daytime CNN. No one should have a larger reach, reach than daytime CNN. This is this guy Stamos saying we need to silence our competitors, whether they're on TV or YouTube, because they're better than we are. And they're getting and they're making they've got more viewers. What do we do? We need they're terrorists. We need to shut them down. They can't be more popular than us. This is him trying to he's basically trying to scare people into thinking that people that do his job better than he does are terrorists and therefore need to be silenced. It's up to the Facebooks and YouTubes in particular to think about whether or not they want to be effectively cable networks for disinformation. And then we're going to have to figure out the OANN and Newsmax problem. You know, that these companies have freedom of speech, but I'm not sure we need Verizon, AT&T, Comcast and such to be bringing them into tens of millions of homes. Uh, how do you shut down Parler when it's called Fox News? How do you shut down Parler when it's called Newsmax and it's on television? Well, you can't go after the Amazon Web Service. You go after the cable companies who are carrying these things. This is what they're planning openly. They're openly mandating that these cable companies drop these cable channels. It's uh, it's censorship in the highest form. And it's even worse that it's coming from CNN because they now not only want to push the state sponsored message, they want to be the only outlet where you can get any kind of news whatsoever. They want to control the entire narrative, allowing people to seek out information if they really want to, but not pushing it into their faces, I think is where we're going to have to go here. Ah, meaning we're just going to have to censor people that disagree with us, with us, Fox News, Newsmax, um, OANN. We're going to have to do it by any means necessary. We don't need to push this information into people's homes. It's unhealthy. You know, what if we all got together and called uh, Xfinity and Cox and AT&T and all these other places where people get their TV and said, CNN's dangerous. They're preaching anti-First Amendment rhetoric. We, need, we don't need to be pushing that into everyone's homes. Get them out of there. I wonder how we'd feel about that. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More next. Stay tuned. Marquesha. My name's Marquesha, 855-765-1045. By the way, I'm, all, I'm serious. If, you, if, if CNN's going to go after Newsmax, uh, which, of course, I have a personal affinity for, and, and Fox News and everyone else, we should go after them. You should, be, you should complain to your cable provider that CNN is, push, is being pushed into your household. You're not asking for it. You don't want it. It's part of your package. <laughs> and you think that they are, uh, they are a detriment to the First Amendment and to the American way of life. And you don't want those communist ideals like censorship. Um, you, don't want them, you don't want them influencing anyone in your home. 
Uh, so get him out. I mean, two can play in that game. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. This is Fred in Fernandina Beach. How you doing, Fred? Thanks for calling the Marquee Show. Hey, Mark. It's great to talk to you. Oh, you too, sir. What's up, man? What do you want to say? Um, well, I'm, I'm just concerned. It, it seems like there's going to be a persecution going on of, of Trump supporters, all, maybe all over the country. And I would like to suggest that uh, the governor, uh, Mr. DeSantis, declare Florida as a Trump sanctuary state. <laughs> That's a great idea. That's a great <laughs> idea. I mean, you might as well. Donald Trump is already moving here. Uh, his, his daughter and Jared Kushner, Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner are already moving. That's a, it's a fantastic idea. You make Florida a sanctuary state for displaced Trump supporters who are uh, coming under unilateral attack from the left. I love that idea. I love that idea. And you're and you're more than welcome. We have plenty of room. They're always here in Jacksonville, too. We'll make it a sanctuary city. We have plenty of apartments. They're popping up all over. They're building all these apartments. I don't know who they're for. Maybe it's for the influx of Trump supporters that we're going to have coming from all over all over the country. Anyway, listen, we appreciate everybody uh, listening today and tuning in. Thanks for your calls. Thanks for everybody who watched online and sent us super chats and love. And enjoy the rest of your holiday today if you're off. If you're not, well, just enjoy the rest of your day. We'll be back tomorrow uh, for the Tuesday edition of the Mark K Show. Stay tuned. Traffic, weather, news. I think Rush Limbaugh coming up next.